everybody. Welcome back to Fangirl Confessional, episode number 11. We are recording on, oh, what day is it? That was the worst. It's the 17th. <laughs> September 17th, Monday, September 17th. Um, and we are, we, this is episode number 11. That's crazy. Yeah, the big one. I don't Amazing. even know what we recorded so far. <laughs> so many things. A lot. So many magical discussions. Um, and tonight we are talking about musicals. But before we get into that, Andrea, will you do the honors? Of course. So here at Fangirl Confessional, we just wanted to be a safe space. So there will be um, views that are very different from one another and also from the listeners. So we do want there to be respect and understanding that all our views are not going to be the same and that we should be open minded to those differences. So be nice. Love each other, and let's get to the show. Yay! Yeah. So as I mentioned, we are talking about musicals tonight, of which we all seem to be big fans. Well, Shannon, oh, there's your list. Um, yeah, mine, mine's underneath yours. <laughs> I didn't, I'm not, I haven't populated mine. I'll save it. You'll be surprised. <laughs> um, I'm sure we'll have a lot of overlap. Um, but we are all big fans of musicals here, um, Disney and otherwise. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a big fan of like old Hollywood musicals. I was raised on like classic Rodgers and Hammerstein, those kinds mm. of musicals. So it translates pretty quickly and easily into Disney and other musicals. But that's where, where my love of musicals began. Right. Um, this, my parents are old school, <laughs> classic <laughs> folks. And, um. Yeah, I was raised on like Oklahoma and all those. I mean, we'll get into the specifics, but those are the ones that really sparked my love of musicals. Um, do you guys have any origin stories about your love of musicals or just in general? I think for me, it all started with Greece. Um, I had to do Ooh. I had to do a musical um, like I had to do a play for it. So I had to watch the movie. I was very young and looking back, I don't really think it was the most appropriate movie to watch when I was my age. Um, but that's where I got into the whole entire music and dancing and movies and all that stuff all combined together. Um, and then not like this was the second musical that I was introduced to, but I mean, high school musical was a big part of growing up. So that was another one that was like <laughs> hype train for the first two movies. The third one, it's okay. <gasps> I love the third one. I saw it in theaters <laughs> like three times. <laughs> no, so it was I, the I, only one they showed in theaters. I think I've only watched that one once and I don't know uh, the it's music on Netflix. too Fix much. It. Okay. <laughs> Fix it. Fix it. Well, is it on Canadian Netflix? That's true. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's on Canadian Netflix. I don't know if it's there. Does anyone know what's on Canadian Netflix? <laughs> Not what you guys have. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into our uh, the ones that we have chosen, um, we wanted to quickly discuss a couple of upcoming musicals that we're all really excited about. I don't know about you guys, but I, did you watch the Mary Poppins Returns trailer that just stopped this I morning? I did. Not yet. Ah. It is so magical. I mean, aside from so Lin-Manuel Miranda being in it and Emily Blunt being the perfect choice. I mean, if anybody was going to step into Julie Andrews' shoes, yeah. I, I feel like Emily Blunt was a very good choice because that's mm -hmm. a really tough role to recast. Um, but that trailer I, looks I wonderful. I do have a confession. 
Go ahead. Oh, no, she's never seen Mary Poppins, has she? Yeah. Oh, God. I've never watched it. <laughs> I've it. never watched Mary Poppins. I just know the music. My cousin literally texted me tonight and said, my nephew is obsessed with Mary Poppins. Oh. What other musicals could he start watching? And I was like, this is the day I've waited for. <laughs> <laughs> it made me so happy to hear. It's all coming together. It's, it's happening, you guys. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Mary Poppins Returns is, is upcoming, and we're all very excited about that. That's coming around Christmas time. Uh, yes, Bohemian Rhapsody. So um, excited for it. That trailer Super looks excited. crazy good. I feel like everybody in the theater, like, you have to go, like, opening night or just, like, the first few nights because everybody's going to be wanting to sing. And I just, I feel like it's a must do. So I'm really oh, excited. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be interesting because I bet it's going to have, from the looks of it, it looks like it deals with a lot of the serious nature of Freddie Mercury's life. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a lot, you know, obviously he had a lot that he dealt with. And so he channeled that through his music. And so we'll get, it'll be an, like a fun musical, but I think it's going to really have that like edgier, serious. Yeah. yeah. Is it a musical or is it just a movie that has a lot of music? Because I thought it was just a I don't movie know if about it's, Freddie Mercury. I don't know if it's categorized. I mean, the trailer definitely looks like it has a musical quality, but yeah. that just could be representative of his life. Right. Um, it's probably hard to tell a story about Freddie Mercury without it feeling like a musical because yeah. it's Queen is so iconic, um, you know, and and theatrical in nature. I mean, their mm. their lives lend themselves to be told in a musical form, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um mm. Then we've got Aladdin and Lion King, the dual um, Disney juggernaut that is these live action films that have been doing really well from Cinderella to Jungle Book to Beauty and the Beast. They've all just they've knocked them out of the park, in my estimation. Um, And I and I have no doubt that, as we discussed, Mary Poppins Returns will do the same. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, From the looks of the cast of Lion King and Aladdin. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Shannon, you did put in here about Mulan. Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure, I don't remember how long ago it was, because everyone's really excited about Mulan, the movie, and there's a bunch of disappointing news that's, like, come out of pre-production of this movie, and one of them, I think, is that they are not keeping the musical numbers, and that could have changed. So sad about that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff like, you know, since um, Shang isn't in it, like, we won't have that. From what I've heard, it's not Shang, which means we won't have that, like, by questioning young man. So it's it's kind of like I'm not really sure where Disney is going with it and how close to the original animated movie it's going to be. So the best part of Mulan is like that the girl worth fighting for song. I love that song. It's so much fun. My favorite, my favorite Disney song of all time comes from this movie and it's make a man out of you. It is my number one favorite Disney song of all time, hands down. So I'm highly disappointed to hear that it won't be musical, but I also have faith that Disney is, is Disney and, I'm excited for the movie musical or not. So I think mm-hmm. out of all of them, for some reason, Mulan makes sense to not be a musical. And I don't know why, but Aladdin and yeah. Lion King, I wouldn't, uh, well, even Aladdin, I could see them not going musical for Aladdin. 
Lion King, though, the, with the way that they've cast it out, yeah. there's just no, you don't like you said before. Who said it? <laughs> Shannon I did. did. Yeah. Go ahead, say it. I'll let you say you it. You can't. You can't cast Beyonce and not have it be a musical. Exactly. It would be I wrong. Mean, the other thing is, is like I think the reason it's easy to to imagine Mulan as a non musical movie is because like all the music is done by halfway through the movie. <laughs> That's you're right. Like, true. The rest, once once they right. get to the destroyed village, there is no more singing because it's like all downhill from there. And you know what? That might be something, although it's not going to be considered a musical, they might play some of the music as, for example, like soldiers traveling, right? Like that might just be the way that they incorporate some aspects of the movie or some mm-hmm. of the things that we enjoyed about um, the movie, the Mulan as an animated film. Hopefully they do something like that, but I do agree. And I don't think I ever noticed the fact that like after they see that destroyed village the music just ends Mm. cool yeah you're right it is it is quite over quickly and i think that it just feels like it could lend itself still to great storytelling without the music whereas lion king again because of the cast just it doesn't feel like that is the way that they would go with it's a lot of musical talent i mean you also have danny glover Mm -hmm. i mean hi yeah Um, (laughs) it's uh, I you John Oliver, which he is completely untested in mm-hmm. his singing. I love John Oliver though, and he's the perfect Zazu, and he already made a Zazu joke on his own show. <laughs> but you know, I, I, when the cast came out, I couldn't think of anything else but another musical, just based on the talent that they brought in. Most of them are known for also being musical artists yes. or like having some background in music as well. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Um, so the other one that you mentioned here uh, is Rocket Man. And what is what is that one? I'm pretty sure that Rocket Man is the story of Elton John and how he came oh, to that makes sense. And I think that that will be a really interesting one. Um, I love Elton John. I love his music. So I think that will be something similar to Bohemian Rhapsody that's just going to be as entertaining. And people know a lot of his music. So I think that will be. Um, I think that's like 2020 around that time. Yeah. I'm excited for in the Heights, which is also a long way down the road, but I'm very excited. And if we're being honest, Hamilton's probably farther down the road, but it's definitely going to be considered. I know Tom Hanks has, is attached to something of that nature, but we don't know when we don't know what. Well, but we I think do know the, In the Heights is happening for 100%. Yeah, I, I mean, there's just no doubt that, that they will tap Hamilton eventually. But I think because mm-hmm. it's still in its in its run right now um, and it's so highly successful and people are still clamoring for tickets, they're going to wait yeah. for that to settle yeah. a little. I mean, I don't know when it will, but before they do anything on screen, because that will obviously cut that a little bit. Yeah. So the other thing is, is that they we all everybody knows that they filmed a show of the entire original cast, like they had one filmed, yeah. a yeah. whole performance. So that'll probably be released before anything else if it's ever released. Yeah. Agreed. Um, because a lot of people never got to see the original cast. I was lucky enough to see everyone but Chris Jackson, who played Washington. Um, 
But many other people were not that fortunate, were not that lucky. And I feel like eventually that recording is going to see the light of day. I think they've already kind of hinted that people are starting to bid on it mm. um, for okay. distribution. So we'll see. You're probably very right about that. I did not get to see, I've still not seen it at all in any of its forms. Um, and mm. I lived in New York when it was being workshopped. So I kick myself for not being on the forefront of the musical <laughs> theater not, industry. Not, doing, not being a musical hipster and being in Hamilton before. Yeah, I'm not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, just not. Um, that's okay. But <laughs> so part of our discussions, we wanted to talk about um, what do we look for in musicals? What do you guys have any uh, thoughts on that one? It's kind of, for me, it's kind of a mix because I was, um, raised by um like my grandmother always loved musicals um my my grandmother's a huge musical fan her favorite is Les Mis um so like a lot of things like Grease was my first like musical that wasn't a Disney movie and it was a gift from her for graduating preschool oh so so yeah (laughs) so like uh we're a big like, uh, I mean, my dad even loves, like, the classics. Like, uh, I saw you had on your list The King and I. Like, my dad loves The King and I. Like I took it off. He, it's not one of my absolute faves, but oh, I, lo- okay. I do love it. I just was like, oh, if I'm going to talk about my faves, I yeah. love King and I and I love Yul Brenner, but it's not, like, top notch for yeah. me. But it's a great one. He just, like, because we have an appreciation for movies in this house and then my mom, my mom's side of the family has an appreciation for musicals. Like, we had a lot of it growing up, so I pretty much will watch almost anything. I'll watch the classics. Um, Like, I I mean, I've seen Phantom of the Opera on stage and on film. I've seen Cats. Like, my dream is to go see The Lion King, even though it's not that it's inaccessible. I just never have the time. But, like, you know, I would just do I, I want to see all the classics, but I also look for things that are kind of like fun and new, unique. It's one of the reasons why if I had to say it, I have to say in the Heights is better than Hamilton, but <laughs> only because that was a personal and unique story. And it's the kind of thing you don't normally see in musicals, but musicals are starting to become more stories. You don't usually see because it's becoming more accessible. So I guess we should talk also a little about, are we, particularly discussing movie musicals because that's what I put on my list. I didn't put Broadway shows no, on mine. I mind. mostly did that too but um, a lot of the musicals I have on my list were also on the stage. Sure. I put yeah. ones. I did put ones that I have seen in a movie form but I didn't put any yeah. one that I didn't see. No, well, I, I was just said you asked me what I was looking for in musicals and so like I'm kind of going off of I kind yeah. of am a fan of stage musicals and original musicals yeah that's so why that's I, was, what I look for. i just wanted to clarify like what, yeah, how no, we populated our lists um yeah no my list is all movies yeah same same, same. yeah same gotcha what about you andrea um oh i didn't grow up with like too many musicals my parents aren't really that into them they're more into like action adventure all that stuff science fiction um so if i stumbled upon musicals it was through my own curiosity i'm looking through some of the like through my list i mean it's not the biggest and then i noticed in yours and both (laughs) yours and shannon's that there are some that i forgot but um i think it all has to do with the music and the um and the themes that the musical hits on that really draw me to it. Um, there are some that 
the 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 story might be good, but then the music is not really what I expected. And I think that one of the ones that we can go deeper in, I don't know if you both saw La La Land. I was Mm -hmm. very disappointed in that one. Um, I thought it was going to be more dance based, more musical based, but it really wasn't. It was going to be more John Legend. Yeah. I mean. And, and, (laughs) And I hated La La Land. I got out of the theater crying, bawling my eyes out. I should. I was so confused when it was on her list, and now she's. I thought it was on her list because she liked no, it. No, no. Telling us how bad it is. I hated it. I. I she sh- cried. I should have known. What's the guy's name? The guy that everybody was like. I should have known him being in the movie would have cost me to like ball my eyes out. I hate. Movies that make me cry. I got out of the movie theater with my mascara running. I was so embarrassed. I hated it. I hated the ending. The music is not memorable. And that's the only reason. There's, I think, two more. Actually, one more in my list that I do not like. It was very weird. And I think that you guys can can know which one it is. But we'll talk about it when we get to our lists. But yeah. I think that the music has to be memorable and it has to touch me deeply for me to care yeah. about the musical. But maybe we should get our disappointments of- out of the way because we've done it in the past where we end up on disappointments. <laughs> yeah. And maybe we should say all of our disappointments first. So, Andrea, what's your yeah. other one you were disappointed by? I, I, I'm you probably- said Sweeney Todd. I'm going to be so sad. Oh, sh- oh, I almost said a bad word. Um, yes, it is. should have kept your volume turned oh. down. Oh, okay, I do. I, I didn't understand the hype of it. Um, a lot of my friends enjoy it. I think it's too dark. The only song that I remember. That's Sondheim Definitely for you. too dark. It's too, Sondheim. too dark. It was gross. It was really gross. Um, Hello, I, Sondheim. We see you. Oh, Sondheim. <laughs> He's um, known for that, basically, that's Andrea. Like his the whole guy thing. who wrote Sweeney Todd. Well, I Into don't the know. Woods is another one. Oh, well, I haven't seen Into the Woods, but... Um, well, when you do, you'll see what we mean. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not really looking forward to that then. <laughs> but, like, the only song that I remember... And it's memorable in in this musical is Joanna because I have a yeah, friend. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that because I have a friend named Joanna, so I always sing that song to her. Um, but other than that, I just thought it was so twisted and so weird. And again, the music was not memorable to me. Um, so I really just kind of felt gross after watching the movie. So that's the other one that I was just like, meh. I don't really like it. <laughs> I think those are the only two that I can think of. I just want to take a look at your list to see if I missed anything, but I don't really think so. So if you guys want to go for your least favorite. Shan, do you have any? I don't really have a least, like a complaint or a least favorite about any of these, but I will say because since Andrew talked about La La Land and this movie is on all of our lists, before we go into how, how much we love it, I will say Greatest Showman, which is the same writers for the music of la la land really? by the way wow i love the music i love the music but the movie is not as good to me as the music is and that's it that's literally it i enjoy the movie but like when i every time i watch i'm just like i love everyone in this movie but the movie just interesting so close to makes it for me but not quite i, I think that we, the music I talk is so about good it. Yeah, we we will. We're good. It's on all of our lists. Yes. I just wanted to say 
the movie could have been better, but the music is is very good. That's that's literally my only downside on my list. That's it. That's it. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. I did not put my least favorite on my list because I don't like doing that. Um, yeah. I don't make I, lists. That's what I did. I, I don't, don't make do lists it. of least favorites. It's, it's, that's why I, I was just, shocked Andrea did it. She tricked I know. me. Why'd you put I them on your list? I thought she La La Land, and here we are. I know. No. I, I didn't hate La La Land. I didn't get the hype. I, th- I thought it was fine. Um, I like some of the songs. The, ma- the first number I thought was really bright and fun. Um, fun to listen to in your car that's the thing though the first the first song should have been john legend should have been the whole entire movie can can someone explain to me now i haven't seen la la land right and i'm glad moonlight won the oscar over it but i have a question oh i'm gonna answer it i'm gonna tell you right now. how can you cast john legend thank you as the man who's going to ruin john legend as the man who's going to ruin jazz Against a white guy. How are you going to cast Ryan Gosling as the best jazz player in L.A.? There's so many layers to my complaint about this. First of all, jazz and black artists. Well, jazz and John Legend. Even just the side... That's the next level, jazz and John Legend. Like maybe, maybe if you cast like a rapper in the role that's like not known for jazz, then fine. You know what I mean? Like John Legend. If let's say you put Legend, if you put Will Smith in the movie, and then he wasn't the creator of all the best jazz in the world, you'd be like, all right, fine. Maybe Will Smith isn't the purveyor of jazz, but John Effing Legend, he is. (laughs) <laughs> he, he is but there's another layer to that this is why it, again, i didn't put that on my list <laughs> why why would you have a black musician oh i know in be general the jazz villain in general what? in general what which is there's why it's so such, many bad layers to that which is why it's such sweet victory that moonlight won because oh yeah la la land so <laughs> well mishandled the I conversation was, I was so mad that John Legend performed the songs because you know it means that they can't sing live. You know that's what that means. And well, how dare they have John Legend sing it on the stage but have him cast as the villain. Well, I will say I read an article about it saying that the the point to the movie wasn't that they were these amazing singers, that, that, that they were real people singing. And that mm-hmm. was sort of the like part of the whole thing filming and the whole choice to use Emma and Ryan in their voices. I'm not defending it. It's just one of their reasonings. It just like, why, why would you have John Legend then perform their songs at the Oscars? No, no, same. That's where I'm like, maybe you should have cast people who could sing if they could, if you want them to sing live, don't have John Legend cast as the jazz villain, John Legend, and then have him, Hey, can you go out and sing their songs for them? Because I'm pretty sure that means they can't sing live. This one's just going to be called What the F, John Legend. <laughs> John. John. No, it's just going to be called John, period, legend, legend period. period. <laughs> that is the name of this episode. I oh. love John Legend. So, John, Jesus Christ Superstar, I didn't put on oh here. Oh, my God. And I should have. Yes. Oh, gosh. It's so belongs My on God. Here. I oh, hope see? he wins the Emmy tonight. Yes. I, I love- He got EGOT. He got it. He already got it. He got he got youngest he got winner. It's true. Black, He's amazing. He, he did it. He's I amazing. Love John Legend. Anyway, let's let's just is that it? Can, we, can we have an episode as to why people think Ryan Gosling is handsome? Because I do not see it. <laughs> I think 
he's handsome, but I, I don't, don't think, think that he so. gets to be cast as the creator of the best jazz in the world. <laughs> Over and I John think that's just, Legend. It's just a weird choice to me. I mean, I like I like things about the movie, and I even I'm, I'm a fan of Emma Stone. I think she's quirky and funny. I think she used to be funnier back before she became Hollywood starlet, mm-hmm. and she was like offbeat. Easy A was so good. That was my favorite. Oh, such a good movie. So good. Um. But so I like it's fine. I just my beef is the whole John Legend Ryan Gosling thing, and it's tough to get over when you when you think about the politics of it, and you think about the diversity of it, and you think about the conversation happening. The it's, actual it's creation of jazz. It would not be made today. I can that the way that the conversation has moved. I don't think it would have got eviscerated in this year's Oscars, yeah. which which it should have been then, and it sort of was a little. A um, little. But okay, the my least favorite musical. My, well, it's weird because my very, very favorite Broadway show is The Phantom of the Opera. It is special to me. It means a lot to me. I it's saw my, it for my 16th birthday. The music is it's everything so to me. Uh, mm-hmm. My friends and I used to listen to it from when I was eight years old, and we used to sing it together and pick parts. It's it's everything. But the movie is so disappointing to me. Aww. The fact that they cast Gerard Butler as the <laughs> as the freaking Phantom. Yeah, as the Phantom. How? how what the, the guy who played the in the 300 is the freaking phantom of the but opera. it was before 300 it was know, before we like all loved still. jared butler and i i do love him i just i was so excited when this movie came out and i went and even emmy rosam is a great choice but even she she speaks so many of the lines that i know are meant to be sung and it's mm. so confusing to me as a huge fan of this musical that I can't, I it's so, I don't watch it. I can't watch it. It makes me so upset because I love that musical more than any other in the world. Aww. It means everything to me. And that movie just makes me so sad. And I remember going to the theater and being like so excited because I was like, my movie, it's mine. It's for me. <laughs> and I walked out and I was like, why? Why did you do this? <laughs> It's like, you know what it's like? It's like casting Ryan Gosling as the best jazz player. <laughs> it's like not casting John Legend as, it's exactly, as a jazz hero. It's exactly like that. It's casting Gerard Butler as the Phantom of the Opera. Are you insane? Aww, but anyways. I liked him. It's my number one favorite musical of all time, but it doesn't belong on the list because I didn't like the movie. Um, does anyone have any others uh, before we get into our likes? Nope. Let's get into the positivity because this is <laughs> dark. <laughs> John Legend. It was, a, it was a little dark there. So I'm going to start with um, just talking about my, I didn't mention that like I was raised on musicals from a very, very young age. Um, Same girl. My parents are huge fans of classic Rodgers and Hammerstein, all all the old stuff. I mean, um, so a lot of the ones on my list are from back in the day. Um, my One of my all-time favorites, I don't know if you even know of it or know what it is, but it's called Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I've heard of it, yeah. It brings me so much joy. It would never, it would be eviscerated as far as feminism is concerned. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Shannon would. Well, the time I like that. I don't think you'd like it, Shannon, but it's wonderful. I can enjoy things. Listen, there are things I mean, that are, like we talked about how Gaston is adorably misogynistic. Oh, yes. But you can true. give older things a pass because, you know, the world is different. But you'll, I, need, you'll need to you give this one a Have you seen my list? Pass. I did, I did. I've got some stuff on there that's a little weird. You'll, you'll need to give this one a big pass. The premise is that 
one of the brothers goes into town and finds a wife. So he brings her back and he encourages the other six brothers to go kidnap their wives. And they come into the mountain town and there's an avalanche. So they have to stay oh till the God. spring. And the women all end up falling in love with the brothers because of proximity. <laughs> because of proximity and... I forget the word Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yep. You know what's There's interesting? What? My friends actually have been wanting me to watch this movie the last couple weeks. And it's like... Seven sitting... Rides for Seven Brothers? Yeah. Because we're just... We're going through some oldies and stuff like that. So they were like, you need to watch this. And then one of my friend's fiance... Well, my friend's fiance. Not one of my friend's fiance. She only has one. one. Their... <laughs> um, wow. She's a polygamist. She was like... She well, he was like, "You're gonna hate it. You're gonna be so angry with it, but you're also gonna love it. You're gonna have mixed feelings about it." But I want to see your reaction to it, so I'm actually really excited now because you you put it in your list. I think if you can, like Shannon was saying, understand the time period, understand it, because it's even set in like a further, it, you know, made in the 50s and 60s, but really set in a frontier time, mm-hmm. and and when that was sort of more the mentality of like, get a wife, get a wife, or you're going to, you know, your household won't survive. So you do have to suspend reality with a lot of these older ones, especially looking from our context of 2018. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's the beauty of them is they're telling these sort of like frozen in time perspectives using the beauty of music and dance. And one of the, one of my favorite things is that there are some serious ballet men in this movie and they are sick dancers portraying these backwoodsmen frontiersmen, but they're all like these amazing ballet dancers doing like these jumps with pointed toes, and, but they're sp- <laughs> with like axes in their hands. It It's such a like, that's con- badass. It's amazing. It's such a convergence of the weirdest, like, it's really about the men, more about the than than about the women. But um, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, that, yeah, that fits. So it's it's pretty wonderful. It's my it's probably my favorite movie musical of all time. My family and I used to watch it like just oh I forgot one. Oh, oh gosh, my gosh, I have to have that on the list. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I just the list. I just remembered another. It's incredibly important to my list. Oh my god. Um. Anyways, that's my that's probably my number one of all time. But along those lines, just to sort of go through the older ones that we don't have any commonality. Um, Oklahoma, um, the court jester, which is a Danny Kaye movie, um, which is extremely excellent. It's such a great, funny, funny movie. Danny Kaye is is uh, one of the funniest actors, singers, dancer. He he's everything. Um, he's also in White Christmas, which was, is one of my top, top favorite musicals. Um, my Fair Lady, Singing in the Rain. Um, I, I don't, I can't believe I left that off. I completely forgot My Fair Lady until you said I was in My Fair Lady, too. Oh, I love My yeah. Fair Lady. I played a suffragette. Nice. <laughs> hey. Which, you know, looking back on it, yeah. Was right, right? I have the soundtrack here somewhere, too, because I, I love the, I love the original and I have, um... A vinyl of Julie Andrews on Broadway, <gasps> uh, My Fair Lady. Now that's, I, I love, I love My Fair Lady. It's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, Singing in the Rain, uh, Brigadoon, which is another one that most people have never heard of or I don't really know very it. well. I've never seen it though. Nope. It's a Gene Kelly movie. Um, it's okay. it's based on this Scottish town that disappears and comes back every hundred years. Oh, okay. And Gene Kelly and his friend wander into the town, and Gene falls in love, but the town's only has one day every hundred years to be 
uh, alive. It's just, it's to preserve them. It's like a, the curse of the town, but the gift of the town sort of concept. Interesting. Um, it's, it's weird and enchanting all at once. And then my other all time favorite is guys and dolls. Um, I, this one is starring, uh, Marlon Brando and Frank Sinatra. And it is magical. Oh, that's oh, cool. It, it is so good. <laughs> um, so those are like my old, older, uh, and then, oh, my number, my other one that is we watch every year, even more than White Christmas is Holiday Inn. And it is sort of the precursor to White Christmas. It stars Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire. So lots of dancing, mm-hmm. lots of singing. And it's based on this little holi- this little inn that Bing Crosby opens that's only open on holidays. So they have songs for all of the different holidays, including a very, very racist Abraham Lincoln song. <laughs> but it's such <laughs> nice. a good movie, but it's a very, if you're going to go into it again, thinking that it's going to be the PC in any way, it's definitely <laughs> not. But that's the one we watch every Christmas, even more than White Christmas. So those are my old timey ones that you guys might not have on your list or ha- have known much about. But those are like, those are my tops. Mm-hmm. And then anything else comes after that because those were like the originals for me that I mm-hmm. really grew up watching. So yeah, so some that we have in common, I think we can get into Greatest Showman because that was one that we do definitely all have on our lists. Mm-hmm. So there's no getting around that one. No, <laughs> it's the it's I'm, wonderful. Every every person in it is tried and true. Even um, what's her name who didn't actually sing on the soundtrack um but made it sound like she did but she didn't rebecca ferguson oh i know she was phenomenal at at miming (laughs) yeah and they like there was a whole thing right before the movie came out where she like was like i had to perform in the movie in front of many people and hugh jackman was so supportive of me and blah 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 and then i'm looking at the track list i'm like but lady your name's not on it. What's the truth? And then, of course, it came like, you know, word got around. It was the girl from The Voice. Yeah, but word um, got That's so weird that like word was not was never going to knock it around. No, like, that's how they were we going to handle it. We would have all figured it out eventually, but it was just bizarre. Shocker! I, I was she that. talking about singing or was she talking about the physicality of her? Because she had a. I do I do think she had such a physicality to the way that she was miming her mm-hmm. her performance that she just said perform in front of many people. So I mean she did if you think about how she portrayed singing. I mean yeah. I don't it's a bit nuanced to be going around saying but I don't know yeah. it just seems like it's not like she didn't know her name wouldn't be on the soundtrack so to go say it that way seems strange to me. I don't understand it's the so choice. weird. The whole but thing was weird. I think given the way that Rebecca Ferguson looks and the way that, uh, what's her, Lauren, what's her name? Something, Lauren something. Ooh, which one? The voice girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't remember her last name. Um, I have to, like, have the soundtrack in front of me. Yeah, Lauren something. The way that she sounds, it, it makes sense. The choice makes a lot of sense to split the role, which is a very mm-hmm. old concept as far as musicals are yeah. concerned. Hi, looking at you, oh, Audrey Hepburn. Oh, yes, West Side Story. Yeah. Oh. oh, I should have put West Side Story on my list. I love West Side Story. <laughs> the Jet Song is, like, one of my favorites. I love yeah. that one. It's a great movie, but my gosh. 
the sure. history of it. Sure. <laughs> Again, so, a little Sondheim there. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I felt like Greatest Showman really reminded me of the old movie musicals. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of why mm-hmm. I liked it so much because it wasn't concerned with telling the accurate history of um, of Barnum's life, which who wants to see that? He was a terrible person. He took he advantage of anybody around him, including his wife, including, you know, the opera singer, including all of the people in his circus. He was a terrible person and nobody wants to see the realism of that. Right. Along with what Andrea was saying about Sweeney Todd, which has such realism in its portrayal in darkness. No, no one wants to see that. From no. from Happy a non Sondheimian uh, good is bad and bad is good musical, you know, but it really felt like an an old, uh, very Rodgers and Hammerstein esque big production, mm-hmm. and, and they treated it like a Broadway show in the way mm-hmm. that they workshopped it and everything, which you could feel. I, I could mm-hmm. feel. I don't know. I fell in love with it the minute I saw it. I I, just... I watched it so late. What were you going to say before I continue? All I was going to say was that I'm just so happy Zac Efron's back. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> when I saw his name and I saw he was going to sing. And then when I heard the song with Zendaya, I was like, oh, I've waited so long for this moment. This is the moment we've been waiting He's for. He's back. <laughs> That's it. He never should have left us. He never should have. I'm so glad we found out he had a, an actual good voice. I know. That's still my favorite story about High School Musical is that they had somebody else sing for him in the first movie. Right. And it turns out he had pipes yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Jokes on I everyone. <laughs> yeah. He was also in Hairspray, which should be on my list because I yes. loved him in Hairspray. No, with John so Travolta. Yeah. yeah, that was a great one. I love that mm-hmm. one. Anyway, Andrea, Andrea what were you going to say? We all interrupted you. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I. It's really hard for me to enjoy a full soundtrack and a full album. And I think that this musical is one that I can listen to a million times mm-hmm. and it still impacts me. I think that... Yeah. Unlike your opinion, Shannon, that like you, you didn't connect with the story and stuff like that. I think that what the family in the story goes through. Well, I just didn't like the movie itself. Oh, well. like the movie, not the story, just the movie. I, I enjoyed Continue. it for what it was. I think that the whole idea of family and building dreams is something that really does hit yeah. close to, to what my family had to deal with. Um, so I, I think that that's how it resonated with me. I mean, to the point where like when my older brother watched it, he got teary eyed because of that connection that we felt with the movie. And I think that a lot of the music that is within it, I feel like it's very important to us. And I think that we can relate to it. And I love it. I love singing to this whole entire album and, and I can never get enough of it. So I think the guys hit it out of the park. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, the, their duet, the music. Their duet is one of my favorites. And every time I come to one of the songs that I'm listening through the soundtrack, I'm like, this is my favorite. Oh, yes. oh no, no, this one's <laughs> yeah. my favorite. Oh, wait, wait, this one's my favorite. I sent Andrea a song from the musical long before it came out. Um, because I fell in love with This Is Me. I love that song. And so, like, I was sending it to everybody. And I was like, I can't wait till this movie comes out because I want to see them perform these songs. Yeah. 
And what's even better is when you watch the videos of the pitch meeting when they were oh. performing all the songs. So oh. good. And everyone making each other cry. Yeah. Is the, so good. The one where Hugh couldn't sing because of, yeah, of his. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to sing. Oh, my God. And he was like, no, I have to do it. No, I must. No. I must go I on. Must. <laughs> I must. I loved how they treated it. And it really does show through and gives it that feeling at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um but to transition into Zach Efron. <laughs> <laughs> and it always comes back to Zach Efron and John Legend. And John Legend. <laughs> um, yes, High School Musical. Uh, I didn't watch the first one at, when it debuted on Disney Channel, but I watched the second one when it debuted on Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I think I watched a rebroadcast like very quickly afterwards when the word started spreading. I had a friend that I worked at a bridal shop at um, in New York called Kleinfeld, and we we all know who Kleinfeld is. <laughs> well, not everybody does. Yeah, act as if say yes to the dress. Oh, well, yeah. I, I worked there for five and a half years, and wow, I can be Were you seen on the show. Yes, occasionally I was on the show. <gasps> I'm gonna look for reruns and look for Lizzie. <laughs> it's like seasons one through three. I'm like occasionally because uh, I'm gonna find you when it first started filming. You. I, I look very different, but you can find me. I'm there. I'm going to try. Um, my Take one pictures. friend. Who, yeah, you can see it. I, I, I really am there in a couple episodes. Um, anyway, sorry. I just. It's, well, I, I just not a lot of, every, it's like 50 50. Some people know what Kleinfeld is. Some people don't. So I yeah. say bridal shop and then. The just bridal to, shop, you know, Kleinfeld. Just that small little bridal shop in Manhattan. Yeah, no just big. in Manhattan. No, no big. big. Um, but a friend I worked with there, um, she had a daughter and her daughter was obsessed with it. And my friend Mel came in one day and she's like, have you heard about this high school musical thing? And I was like, yeah, I heard about it, but I don't know anything about it. I don't have cable. And she's like, well, do you want to come watch it at my house? They're, they're playing it again this weekend. And I was like, sure. And then we were like, by the, like, they replayed it right after. And we were like, why don't we watch it again? (laughs) We were like, I'm obsessed. Oh God. It was amazing. And then I watched the second one with her live, and then the third one I went to see in theaters like three times. So I, my love of Zac Efron <laughs> is I, deep. Oh, another confession. Do it. I did not like Zac Efron in High School Musical. The one that stole my heart Dear God. was Corbin Blue. I oh, okay. love Corbin enough. Blue. Fair enough. I just Fair him enough. as a human. But also wrong. <laughs> <laughs> him as a just human kidding. is such a sweet soul. Um, I when he released his first album, um, I I loved it. I bought it. I was so obsessed with Corbin Blue. I love all his songs. Like I, I just I. I love the man that he's become um, after High School Musical. So, and he's just one of those actors that just went down, like went, down, like how do you say it, off the radar? Um, yeah, he did. And, and but like he he's happy and he's married and and it's so nice to see. Um, but Zac Efron was never one that just no. I thought he was a jerk. So, oh, <laughs> Zachy! But uh, a lot of little Zachy. No, I thought that Troy was a jerk, not Zach Efron. Okay, okay, there, okay, there. okay Let, okay, Let's okay. explain it. Um, I honestly, you play the soundtrack right now, and I'll be able to listen to it. I do not need practice. Um, what's the song with Sharpay and her brother? The one that they perform in the first, um, in the first movie. Oh, bop to the top. Oh, yes. Okay, so <laughs> when I was in when I was in grade nine, 
I had a like a friend and we would rehearse this song like oh we were going to go and like into a Fair musical. <laughs> um, there was a talent show in grade nine and we were trying to decide what we were going to do. So it was that it was we were trying to decide it. We eventually did the Spice Girls. And honestly, you could probably find the video of me dancing oh, to no. the Spice Girls for a talent show on youtube somewhere in the deep web um go (laughs) it's actually recording right now it's actually on facebook it's actually on (laughs) facebook i've talked to my friend he like it's been really difficult for us to download it from facebook but it's the funniest thing ever after that my group of friends were, were the talk of the of the school. It was so <laughs> funny. It was so good. Um, the talk yeah. of the town. <laughs> yes, we were the talk of the town. Out of that, we were a little bit famous. <laughs> I just feel like if anyone could find it, it'd be Shannon. <laughs> yeah, on Facebook, I'd have to go through years of her Facebook. It's, I, I'm just saying, think... if I believe in anyone, it's you, Shan. I don't know if I'm tagged. <laughs> you don't in have it. to. Maybe it saying. is. But we'll see. I'll but try. it was so much fun. It okay, was... favorite song from High School Musical. Oh Jesus! Um, mm. I don't remember most of the songs. I remember from the first one. We're breaking free. No, but <laughs> <laughs> so free. Yo, do you ever see that that Vine of like the kid who gets pulled up by his entire gym class? And it's to that music. He's tied to a rope. They like have it around his waist. I'll find it for you, Lizzie. But they yank him up. The whole class to this music. It's like we're breaking free, and they yank it up, and he swings up and smacks the ceiling tile. <laughs> It gets me every time. I'm gonna look for it right now. But I think um mm. it's a tough one. I it's l- tough and I only know the first movie. In high school, oh, in high school musical two has most of the my favorite songs. The one mm-hmm. that I enjoy in the first one is Get Your Head in the Game. I mm, love yes. that basketball number. Um, but the second one has most of my favorites. Uh, um what's it called? What time is it? I loved it every single time. I love that one. After I like that, I gotta go my own way. Oh, I really like that one of it's, Gabrielle's. It's so sad. It's yeah, so sad. and their little duet is so precious on the bridge. Yes, bet like on she it. Gives it's really the good. Necklace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the visuals of bet on it. Makes me laugh bet too on hard. It. Yeah, it's the best. Just alone on the golf like course. Mufasa. Well, similar to the one he has in the third movie, and it's so sad because he was supposed to get Footloose after that. Um, mm. Because of that performance, it was super. If you watch it again, it's so it's got so much Footloose ishness to it. Um, and then Keddie Warmel got Footloose instead, and he's a phenomenal dancer. But I just I could have really seen Zach in the role of Footloose. I just it made a lot of sense to me. But mm. I um, yeah, it's tough to pick a favorite song. I really like. Um, can I have this dance in the third one? I think that mm-hmm. number is so cute on the rooftop when they're like ballroom dancing together. I think it's adorable. And I mean, I could wax poetic about High School Musical all day long. Now I want to go home and watch them all. I know. Yeah, I have them <laughs> actually. I'm staring at them right now. <laughs> Good. I have this video queued up for when we're done recording, by the way. Oh, boy. Epic. The, we're breaking free vine. <laughs> I'm going to need to see it. Yes. It's very good. Um, so the last, the couple other ones that are on my list, I've got Sound of Music, 
which mm-hmm. is the OG of anything. OG. And Mary the Poppins. The hills are alive. The hills are freaking alive. And Mary Poppins, I kind of put those all together just because Julie Andrews is the other, is the... TheBomb.com. If, if we're talking musicals, we must talk Julie Andrews. My um, fair lady. Well, she's not in the movie, though. No, that's true. But she's like, she's people the, always associate her with it because she was on the original Broadway run. Or not Broadway yeah. one, West End. Right. West but I End. I never do just because I, I was really raised on the Audrey Hepburn one. Um, mm. Although I wish Julie had been in it because... As she sings. <laughs> Audrey's not known for her musical mm-hmm. talent. She's she's throwing she's throwing it over here. The shade, she's the shade. The shade. <laughs> I love my Audrey Hepburn, but that ain't her strong suit. Um, no, it is not. And then the other ones are Into the Woods, which is my second favorite Broadway musical of all time. And while the movie isn't um, my favorite production of Into the Woods, there's a recorded production. It's got Joanna Gleason and Bernadette Peters. It is the one of it's just one of my favorite things to put on um because mm-hmm. into the woods is so nuanced and it's that sondheimian classic everything um but the movie isn't my favorite production of into the woods but i like the movie um because mm-hmm. chris pine is hilarious in it. Chris, oh, chris yeah. Pine's prince is uh incredible he's meant to be in that movie just, oh. you know, because you know Chris Pine's like DL, 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 DL. Yeah. And then you see him play this yeah. guy and it's like, you know, Chris Pine isn't like that. But man, is that his perfect role? <laughs> it's the it is the best. Now, my only beef with Andrew, the we have to watch it now because you need to see Chris Pine in this movie. It's so good. I forgot he the, was in the movie. <laughs> he's so funny in it. The only my only beef with Under the Woods is that um they don't cast the same person playing the prince and the wolf, which in the show is one mm. of the main commentaries on the predatory nature of the prince because the same actor plays both roles and it really creates this duality, which is well, beautiful. I know, know, but it doesn't... It, I reflection. get it that they have Johnny Depp in that role, but it's still... They cast the right guy for the wolf. In reflection. Um... <laughs> Johnny Depp. <laughs> Liz is like was back I mean, and then she was gone and now she's sorry, back now and I'm she's back. gone. Now she's back again. Um yeah, I mean I I get that that could be where I don't think that that's why they no, cast that, him. No, it's just in retrospect obviously sure. cuz like this came out before all of that. We really knew he was awful. Sure. But you know, Disney is one of those companies that seems to have to have him in everything because he's so good at playing characters, I think is what the way I put it before. He is he's good, like at, good that. at playing like over the top characters. But, and so but we've already he feels discussed like he has to be in everything. It, though. We've already discussed well, not, it. Like he is he's a one trick pony. And it's yeah, nothing, but that's what I'm saying. Nothing yeah. based on his history or his personal life. He's just a one trick pony and he but, acts the same yeah. way in every single movie. And I don't understand why Disney loves him so much. That's but he's a draw. He's bankable. People love Johnny Depp. That's why yeah. he's bankable. That's why they cast Did you just him. Say I he's think bangable? It's, Bank, ba- bankable, bank, oh. bank, bank, as in money. He gets people into the seats. That's why he was cast in the Alice in Wonderland movies. Let's yeah, Ugh, I don't like those. But I think the mm-hmm. I think it's the biggest downfall of the movie because the play really ha- Sondheim's nuance in writing the songs and writing the mm-hmm. play in itself 
it has that commentary, and this movie misses that, and it's the only thing yeah. that I really have beef about. And the only other one could have had more Chris Pine. No, it and should. We didn't well, get I that. think. If he could have played the predatory role of the of the wolf, he could have done that beautifully. And to, to have the juxtaposition of him playing both, it would have I been would have it would have been mind blowing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you could have sidestepped the Johnny Depp issue altogether because you don't need him playing a character role in this movie. No, it speaks you didn't. for itself. There's enough characters where you don't need to have the character actor in the movie. Exactly. Everyone did a phenomenal job. He's so forgettable. I almost forgot he was in that movie. I know he is, and it's it's the downfall of the film. Now the uh, another one on my list, uh, Andrea. This is oh no, Map of Treasure Island. It is for you, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> no, it's for Shannon. Sorry. Uh, we we Shannon, I didn't I'm put sorry. it on my list, but I do love Muppet Treasure. Yes, Island. we talked about that before. It. I didn't put it, but I love that musical. It counts as a musical, I think. It counts. Think it counts. So. Well, and then it, I have Grease. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, it was really hard for me to make a list because do, do some of the Disney movies count that musicals? Like, I don't know. I just I don't count animated on this list because yeah. I think animated is so separate. Yeah. But uh, that's just me. That's just how I, I in, said the lit made the list in my head. Uh, they count. But I just didn't count them on my list. I feel so attacked. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because like my list would be a hundred million times longer if I exactly. added animation. Yeah, like that's why. Well, that's why I only added specific ones. Well, yeah, I love all the ones that you've mentioned, so I'm really excited for one of them. Actually, the only other ones on my list are Mamma Mia one and two, and Grease one and two. And my confession is that I like Mama Grease. Mamma Mia's on Netflix. Everybody, go watch it right now. I, I've seen Grease two me. more than I've seen Grease one, which is my confession. Which we talked about before. Yes. I love Grease. I love Grease, too. I haven't watched it yet. We're going to watch it. We have a lot to watch. You've got to be a cool Cool, rider. A cool rider. (laughs) You're welcome. You knew this had to have some singing, and it is a musical episode. I know. I've been holding myself, like, back so I don't start singing for everything. Let it, let, it let it go. Let it go. <laughs> See, I have this, I do this thing where like I'm pretty sure I can sing, but when I'm with other people and I sing, I purposefully sing back. Oh, me too. It was like, wow, you can't sing. I was like, no. Do you really think I would be out here just going, let it go, let it go? Like, for real? No, I'm doing do. it because I'm not going to sing in front of you. I sing so crappy when I'm recording. It's okay. I do it on purpose. I do it on purpose. I want people to think I'm a bad singer, but also it's fun to sing things badly. Exactly. There you go. That's okay. It, it counts. It counts. <laughs> Shan, what do you have on your list? Number one, and I want to talk about this because I just bought it on iTunes because it was finally on sale again, Moulin Rouge. Oh, it's, Moulin a, it's on mine too. I, I skipped it. Yes. I Moulin mean, Rouge. Never watched it. I'm, oh. I, I mean, first of all, I'm so excited. Well, we're definitely watching that one, Andrew, because it was one of my favorite movies. Um, I'm so excited about this <gasps> new stage version because it's got Aaron Tveit in it. Same. And I want to see it. And I, I need it to come to New York immediately so I can go see it. But it's still in Boston. I so I'm like, fingers crossing because I know it's going to be sold out all the time. But I need to go, I need to go see it. I want to see it so bad, Shannon. I'm so glad so, you brought it up. It's on my list, but I forgot to talk about it. Go. I just want to say this wins the award for being the strangest. Strangest. 
the strangest movie to be nominated for Best Picture, in my opinion, that wasn't trying to be strange on purpose. It's just like every I constantly forget it was nominated for Best Picture because it doesn't feel like the time kind of movie. It's balls that gets nominated to the wall. For best. It's Baz insane. Lerman at his most beautiful, uh, it's beautiful so, mind. I mean, first of all, Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman. And, That's uh-huh. it. Enough said. Enough said. That's it. I I just bought on iTunes right before we started, and I watched the first ten minutes before we started recording. <laughs> I love Moulin Rouge; it's gorgeous. I own the Red um, Curtain trilogy. Do you own it? You should own I it. Don't. Strictly Ballroom. Have you seen Strictly Ballroom? No, I haven't, but I know I've heard of it. It's, I know what it is. It's Baz's first movie. It's phenomenal. It's like a beautiful little Australian tale of a uh, of um ballroom dancing. dancing. Ballroom dancing. Yes. Keep going. I just Mulan. It's Mulan Rouge is so good, and the way it used popular music as its musical things, except for one or two original songs, which are also phenomenal. Phenomenal. The covers in that movie are so good, and I mean, literally every time I think of Mulan Rouge, the first thing thing I think of is that like. Indian that Bollywood style like the hills are alive with the sound of music moment oh my gosh the movie is ridiculous it combines real musical songs with like I don't know Bono you want Bono oh I'm sorry did you want David Bowie (laughs) did you want did you want Nirvana do you want did you do you want the police (laughs) do you want Madonna do you want two guys singing like a virgin do you want (laughs) I do Do you want, the movie is insane. It's got some of the best um, mashups as well. Uh, the Elephant Love Song medley is uh, so good. Uh, this movie is everything, and it is such a tragic movie, but it's one of the most beautiful, the the weirdest, but it's just so, it comes together so well. And the the montage behind Come What May is one of my favorite sequences in a in a romance. Am I gonna ever. cry? It's in got this one movie? of my favorite. You probably will. I don't wanna. Um, it's got one of my favorite um, shots in a movie. That shot of panning down on them at the window. Oh, uh, just oh. holding each other. This movie is so good, and it's it's honestly the like I I had seen all the, the all of uh, Ewan McGregor Star Wars movies and all that, but this was the movie I fell in love with Ewan McGregor. Same, same. He's beautiful in this movie. His bohemian look is top notch. He's so handsome, and him singing that bit in Roxanne uh-huh. will haunt me for the rest of my life. He, it is so good. Moulin Rouge, number one in your books, in your hearts. Yes. Moulin okay. Rouge. So I went to see Moulin Rouge in theaters, and I almost walked out in the Diamond Dog, the Diamond Dog song, in when it's just like. It's it's just so hyperactive psychedelic it's so drugs. <laughs> like, much. And I mean, it, my AD bra- my ADHD brain loves that shit. I mean, I, I just I think I walked in thinking it was something else, and for whatever reason, that scene, I was just like, "What am I watching?" <laughs> but I, I have never. That's walked, how I felt too. Yeah, I have never walked out of a movie, especially one that I paid to see, and I'm so glad I stayed. Obviously, because I mean, I love this movie. It's on my list too. I, I completely forgot to mention it, but I'm glad that you opened with it because that was the best intro <laughs> that Moulin Rouge 100 percent deserves. Um, and I had been a Baz Luhrmann fan from 
Romeo and Juliet with Claire Danes and, and Leonardo movies. DiCaprio, which is my first introduction to Baz Luhrmann and sort of his vision mm-hmm. of filmmaking, which he I does. I love Australia. Oh, yeah. It's I fun. love it's Australia. Australia. It was a letdown given the, the Red Curtain trilogy. Yeah, given the, his other movies. I guess yeah. I expected more. But the thing that he does in Moulin Rouge, he also does in Romeo and Juliet with mixing pop culture mm-hmm. and, and sort of present day with that sort of old worldly feel of Shakespearean language. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he didn't change the language at all, but just brought it into the modern time. Moulin Rouge has that feeling too. And it's mm-hmm. such modern a, music, but yeah, you know, but like this, this very specific this classic French can cans and everything like that. And so I'm, I'm glad I stayed. And again, I'm similar to you and Shannon in the way that like I, my exposure to Ewan McGregor was primarily for as Obi-Wan. And he's such it, this is such a romantic role, and his, he's so beautiful. That in this that movie. part where Your he song? does the "My Gift Is My Song" when he breaks out, when he sings the Elton John song, oh. yes, that he sings that song. He sings your song. Yeah. I'm sending you the clip. Song. I'm sending you the clip, Andrea, and then you and I are going to watch it. We're having a Skype date. We're watching. Oh my gosh. Oh, I had so such wonderful. a huge crush on Obi Wan Kenobi when I was well, younger. You're gonna love this movie. I you're gonna love love this him. Movie. You don't even know what's about to happen to your heart <laughs> or you my ovary. No <laughs> you don't even know. Uh, okay, one None. more one more small anecdote about this movie. When I went to Roswell, New Mexico, for my senior trip because I was obsessed with the show Roswell and with aliens. Side note. Side <laughs> step it. Note. Let it go. <laughs> Side note. The radio in the car broke, and I was with my aunt, my uncle, and my cousin. And and I sing. It's it's a thing I do. And they were like, "Do you know any songs?" I sang the elephant love song medley <laughs> over and over from memory that entire car ride because it was the only thing I Amazing. could remember and the only thing I could sing and, and that it's the only thing they wanted to hear and the radio was broken and because of that I guess it's like oh, cemented so in my head and in my heart forever so I could sing it's the so whole good. thing from memory to this day. I might I have to be up early and honestly I I, I wouldn't be surprised if I start watching it. I mean. <laughs> It's probably going to happen. <laughs> probably going to happen. It should happen. Um, I'll skip a, a I'll skip The Lion King. So we talked about how much we love The Lion King already. Um, <laughs> I a movie that a lot of people don't like that I really enjoy was Across the Universe. I never actually um, saw that one. It's good. Um, you know, it was how I found out about Evan Rachel Wood. Um, who plays the lead, the female lead, and also, um, what's his name? Oh, God, Jim Sturgis. Yes. Uh, who plays the male lead. But it's, uh, for those who don't know uh, and can't tell by the title, Across the Universe is a musical that takes place in, I believe, the 60s and 70s that is uh, with Beatles music. Um, I loved some of their takes on the songs. I loved the visuals in that movie are incredibly stunning. And um, it tackles a lot of really like heavy issues like um, losing a loved one to war or PTSD after coming back from Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Like things like that. It covers all that and it uses Beatles music to like kind of connect you with the characters and the stories. And it, a lot of people don't like it. Um, it was also the first movie I ever saw with a female director that I can recall, which was, to me, a big deal. Um, but I think it's an absolutely gorgeous movie. 
Uh, I have I love the soundtrack again. I love a lot of the colors, uh, covers. I love Evan Rachel Wood's uh, performance of Blackbird. Um, it's just I really enjoy it, but a lot of people don't, and I can't tell if it's a movie thing or a Beatles thing. Um, but I think a lot of the things they tackled in it were really interesting, and the fact they use Beatles music to do that, I really appreciated. And it's also got a cameo from Bono. So like <laughs> another Bono moment. He plays um, the walrus. And, and so, yes, he does perform I Am the Walrus. <laughs> I don't know why I this one like skipped my radar. I remember when it came out and it just seemed so weird. But after having it seen. It was weird, but it's good. I think I like it because I love Beatles music and I love musicals. Mm -hmm. um, it's and very good. Bono is boyfriend adjacent because my boyfriend is the edge. But I mean. Yeah, I'll take, boyfriend adjacent. I'll, yeah, Bono, I'll take Bono is in this. <laughs> And um, the fact that, you know, Evan Rachel Wood, everyone knows her now from Westworld. Westworld. Um, but that's how I came to know her. And I, she did a phenomenal job. I might have to um, go back everybody and watch did. this one. Yeah, I, I recommend Across the Universe. Obviously, like like I said, a lot of people don't like it. I'm not really sure. I didn't read. I was too young to read reviews. And I saw it with one of my friends who also loved the Beatles. Um, but I just really liked it, I can't really say why. It's just, I don't know. I connected with it a lot, and I'll recommend it to people, but I'm not going to guarantee anyone's going to like it because apparently it was pretty divisive. I probably mm -hmm. will like it. But I remember when it came out hearing really mixed reviews about it. Um, mm -hmm. But people are really mixed about the Beatles as much as, like, yeah. they are the freaking Beatles and you don't think that there's any, like, any, con like, contest. Why? It's the Beatles. I don't... People just everyone has different feelings. Like it's some really people are weird. really snooty about the Beatles. Some people don't like the Beatles. Like some people you have to enjoy the Beatles a specific way. Oh, okay. Some people only like the Beatles previous to this. It's like it's like it's very nuanced like fandom. Yeah, Everybody it's weird. enjoys it's something different about it. And across the universe, I think covered mostly a lot of their number ones. Um definitely all before uh the band broke up. Um, but I forget what period of time the songs they chose actually covered. Um, but yeah, it's something about, I don't know if it was because people were really snooty about Beatles music being used in a musical. I don't know if it was the fact that people didn't like the movie in general. I don't know. Female director. I don't know. I, I mean, Julie Tamer went, so went on to uh, do the stage production of Lion King. So, I mean, that's true. She's legit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as far why, as musicals know, are concerned, yeah. she's, she's got that cred. So, but at the same time, you know, you never really know where the cross section lies between movie people and musical people and Beatles people and movie people. Like, it's, you don't know. It's very, very uh, nuanced because yeah. of the Broadway. There's a snooty factor to Broadway sometimes that can really mm -hmm. yeah. infect what people like about the movies um, rather yeah. than liking them for different productions. Like you might from seeing something on West End versus seeing it on Broadway, which are very different experiences. Um, I... Uh, I think that that's sort of a cross-section of culture that's very different, which is why a lot of movie mm -hmm. musicals don't necessarily do that well because it doesn't tap into the yeah. Broadway crowd and it doesn't pack it, tap into the mainstream. But I'll, I'm going to watch this one because of your your uh, recommendation. 100%. I love it. I have the soundtrack right there. I can see it. <laughs> I dig I it. I keep all my soundtracks down here. Nice. Yeah, it's part of my aesthetic at my desk. I dig it. Um, the next one, I, I'll kind of try and lump some stuff 
together by like where it aired or whatever. So like I'll do a quick um Prince of Egypt and Anastasia. Prince of Egypt is next level animated movie mm-hmm. um on so many levels. Yeah. It's on Netflix that, um, now, watch it. Yeah, I own it. American Netflix. American Netflix (laughs) now, watch it. I just watched Um, it the other day. Actually, hilarious. So good. I I watch it every so I'll watch it like randomly. I'll just be like, yeah, Prince of Egypt mood. Um, The fact that it was made with a multicultural um, crew. So you got basically the entirety of the perspective rather than just one perspective. Um, which is always really important to me when it comes to like biblical stories that are shared by more than one religious sect. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's why it's also why I love Assassin's Creed because Assassin's Creed is the same thing. They they purposefully try and get a rounded story um, by having multicultural, multiracial, multi-religious uh, crews come together to make these things. But um, the music is also just stunning. When you believe, oh my uh, gosh! The Whitney, the, the Whitney uh, Mariah duet the, forever. The, the um, the plagues. Yeah, the or the heaven's eyes one. Oh, heaven's eyes. That eye. one made me like, ball the other night when I watched it. Yeah. I just cried openly I, wept well, there's a line that i always hear i always hear well, random lines for movies in my head when i have different moods and um for some reason i'll just get randomly like i'm i am the sovereign prince of egypt <laughs> a son of a proud history that's shown I etched on every wall i don't know why like these are my possessions like i'm just like wait where is this coming from i can what hear it in my this? head right and it's just the movie itself is so good and the music is like the movie is iconic. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know anyone who doesn't like the Prince of Egypt or doesn't have some appreciation for the Prince of Egypt. It's just, it's one of my favorite tellings of, of, you know, the Moses Ramsey story because it is so focused on the brothers. Mm-hmm. Which is such an important piece of the story. Yeah, but I think a lot of tellings really miss. I think the uh, I think the um, um, oh my gosh, the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments. does it well yeah. too. I think they really also, portray yep. that. They really did well. a very good job, and just the the emotion in the music is another reason why it sticks out to people. And because it, like I said, it appeals to multiple walks of life. Because not only is it an important Jewish tale, yeah, it's important to you know. Christians because we grow up with that story too and so it kind of like bridges the divide I do wish that the voicing had a little bit more diversity um when I was when I was listening watching it again last week yeah you've got Val Kilmer um as Moses one of the Fiennes brothers was it Ralph Ray Fiennes as Ramses (laughs) oh Ray Fiennes you've got Sandra Bullock as Fiennes that's his name we got. I, I knew it was a Fiennes brother. It, it is. I knew it, it is. <laughs> You've got Sandra Bullock as Miriam, yeah. um, Michelle Pfeiffer Michelle as Zephora, um, Steve Martin and Martin Short as Hotep and Hui, which is the best casting oh, for man. those roles. <laughs> yeah, they did a tremendous job. You've got Patrick Stewart as Seti the First mm-hmm. and sure. Jeff Goldblum as Aaron, the brother of Moses. So mm-hmm. it's it's not. And a, Val Kilmer also plays the burning bush. He does. He, he plays, plays God's Moses voice. and the burning bush. Yeah, yes. he does. He does also do God's voice. So that was one thing that struck me upon watching it last week uh, for the first white. time in a long time. Other than it is the 
a, such a beautiful telling. And if they could have gotten better representation, but the characters are all really well cast. If you're just going mm-hmm. for character voicing, they are all very well yeah. done. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer does a great Zephora because she's got that sort of spiciness to her. Um, mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock as Miriam is very surprising mm-hmm. to hear her voice in that one. I think hers is the yeah. only one for me that didn't fit, but the rest of them, Jeff Goldblum is Aaron. The, it, I just was like, wow, this is, this is what we're, what we're trying to yeah. fight against now. And if it had been made now, it wouldn't be that situation. I mean, they're talking about the staged version because they're working on a stage version right now. And that was one of the concerns. And they said, we are dedicated to actually having a cast that reflects the story. That is very important to us. Yeah, that's great. Unlike uh, what was the Russell Crowe Ark Noah's Ark one? Like, come on. Oh my gosh. Or or, uh, what is it? Gods of Egypt or whatever. Uh, like, it's called. like just stop already but i Enough. will say that movie gave us the whitney mariah duet of our yeah. life that is whitney is one of my number one musical mm-hmm. icons i grew up with her she's what made me want to be a singer and this is one mm-hmm. of my favorite songs of hers um it makes me cry every time i hear it and mm-hmm. i'm so glad you put this on your list because i didn't think about it it does i think yeah. disney is in its own characterization as far as yes. musicals but mm-hmm. this in Anastasia, go Anastasia. Oh yeah. my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I actually and I oh. saw the musical oh, uh, in cool? December, and uh, I met pretty much the entire cast. And Christy Altamare is perfect. But anyway, um, yeah, Anastasia is one of my um, formative films. It's the first one I actually remember going to see in theaters. Um, and I love it. I know all the songs by heart. Um, believe me, when I went to see that musical, I was living my best life. <laughs> um, I have, I have a poster signed by the whole cast. Listen, I love Anastasia. I mean, you, you, you have no idea. No one could blame um, you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just, it's not that it's like a spectacular movie. And again, it's another animated movie where like the cast that has the speaking roles doesn't sing the songs. Cause like Liz Calloway, yeah. I think her name, I think that's who it is. Um, sang for Anastasia, but it was Meg Ryan. It was Meg Ryan. And then and John Cusack. Forget, yeah. John Cusack, def- the only one who sang. Uh, well, the only two people that sang, you had Kelsey Grammer did his own singing. Didn't Christopher Lloyd do his. Oh yeah. And Christopher Lloyd. Okay, yeah. As Rasputin. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh was it Julie Andrews who played? No, uh Angela Lansbury, isn't it? And I knew it was one, one it's of one of them. Who is it's in the Mary Poppins Returns? I think it's Land I think you're right. I think it's Angela think it's Lansbury. Lansbury. Um she also sang a tiny bit, but she, you know, it just it was just really good. I love Anastasia. It's one of those stories that like we know how it ended, but we it still fascinates us. It's so amazing. And, and the fact that it transitioned to such, I, I highly recommend you guys listen to the, the Broadway musical soundtrack because they kept a lot of the songs, um, not all of them. And they did like write new songs that still fit the, the story and they made it more historically based than magically based. Mm-hmm. But they took the magic out, which I thought was fine because there's a lot of horror yeah. to be found in the real story. Yeah. Oh, and gosh. so. It's really good. So I highly recommend you guys look up 
the soundtrack top, but I love Anastasia. I it's love it. super near and dear to my heart. Yes. And I'll watch it anytime. It's short, so I'll sit there and watch the whole thing. Um I, I'm, I won't go deep into Beauty and the Beast. I did put the live-action Beauty and the Beast on here. We, we went over that already. I love the live-action Beauty and the Beast. Luke Evans, enough. Um, so I really only want to talk about, like, two more and one more lumped. And the one is Chicago. Oh, yes. I cannot do a musical movie list without talking about Chicago. I forgot to put it on. It's, go, girl, go. Just... The, the thing that sticks out to me the most is how it was done. Yeah. Um, just the really cool, like, minimal set, right? Because this is another one I saw on stage uh, and loved it on stage as much as I love the movie, obviously, because you're going to love it on stage more. But the minimal sets and how it's just told, like, visually through, like, just the way they use lighting as sets and, oh. like, just so cool. Like, the, the two images that stick out to me are obviously during... Um, the cell block tango. Oh my gosh. And when Pop. they're doing their little like <laughs> press tour or whatever. Yep. And like it's so it's there's barely anything in those shots. But the visuals are so memorable because of the way they shot it, the way they filmed it with this minimal set pieces, mostly using lighting and and making it just this glamorous affair. With the, with the barest minimum, because you had this this stunning cast that you didn't want to like cover up in in too much spectacle, it's just so good. Injects, they all did so good, and in juxtaposition of talking about the the voice casting with the characters, um, everybody in this movie sings their own roles. Everybody sings. They all dance and do their own. I mean, even Richard Gere is a revelation in this he movie. Was so good in this movie he's so unexpectedly good as a, in a musical role and even even renee zelliger who we really yeah, hadn't renee seen do anything like this um that i i think of roxy when you're talking about lighting and mirrors the way they used mirrors yeah to be minimalistic and the way they lit the set um also in all that jazz when they have the guns and they're doing the lighted like, and Zeta Jones was pregnant during this movie. Yeah. And she's still like killing it like a boss. That's so good. Yeah, I'm glad it's you. so good. That one belongs on my list too because that one's phenomenal. It Another was, Oscar. Musicals, Another uh, Oscar nominee. Musicals had sort of gone away a little, you know, in this time period where they weren't mm -hmm. being made as movies like the regular schedule like they were really in the it, 60s and 70s and even if you look to the 70s and 80s into Greece and West Side Story and things like that it really took a time out in the 90s mm -hmm. it wasn't really yeah. hot um and so this I feel like brought it back sort of brought musicals I think, back yeah this is like the Iron Man of musical movies yes <laughs> this nice. is the rebirth we need an, a blog of about popularity. that <laughs> In in today's episode, Shannon likens Chicago to Iron Man. Find out how right now. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, it's just I agree because you don't really think a lot about major musical movies. And then you remember, you know, Chicago is kind of the start when they started because there's Chicago and you had uh, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Like it, they really started catching on again. 
after the the huge successes of those two movies. I think we Especially have Chicago. Greatest Showman because of the success of Chicago. Mm-hmm. You got to think Hairspray came after that. All of these other Hairspray, ones. Hairspray, yeah. Mamma Mia 1 and 2 came after that. A lot Mama of the ones on our Mia. list have come after Chicago. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. the 90s really musicals transitioned into animation. Where we see Anastasia and Prince of Egypt and all the Disney renaissance popping out of the 90s um, from Tarzan to... Hercules mm-hmm. to Milan to Pocahontas, those were all really in the 90s. So it feels like musicals sort of transitioned into the animated world in the 90s. And then so Chicago mm-hmm. sort of brings it back around with a very classic production. It is 100% mm-hmm. like ripped from the show. You feel like you're watching the show. Yeah. Um, the casting is, it's just, I'm so glad you put that one on your list too. That's that's the beauty of that minimalization. You feel like you're watching the stage production, not a movie. Yeah. And that's that's again one of the huge successes of how they filmed Chicago. Well, and it's one of the most amazing things to see a show in person because you do have to so good see all of the mechanics working mm-hmm. behind this. You see how the stage changes and this yeah. movie feels like that. Mhm. Um I also put on Les Mis. Oh, um, yes, 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 yes. I, I mean, it has its pros and cons. I'm not going to say it's like the greatest, but uh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yes. Also, just the the absolute insanity that they sang their songs live. I mean. For like that is that was incredibly unheard of. To use the live performance in the final version of the film, you always had lip syncing because of sound issues and and quality of performing, like more heavy duty than you would on a stage. Yeah. Um, and so when it, when when they came out, like, oh yeah, they're gonna be singing live. Everyone's like, this is gonna no. be a train wreck. <laughs> and and then when it came out. Some of the performances are just incredibly standout. And like, say what you will about the casting, because the casting was kind of controversial as well for a lot of the characters. It turned out really well. I think it's beautiful. That Anne Hathaway number where she's literally just Oh God, ripping. I dreamed a dream. Ah, oh, just ripping on oh the screen. God. With no cuts. Like she's just ripping it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, she's phenomenal. Yeah. She's trained, classically trained. Um, she's got a more of an operatic range. She can really hit those really higher notes, um, which you ironically hear in Ella Enchanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of people hate Russell Crowe in the role. He's not a singer, but the role makes I love sense stars. for him. I could actually listen to him perform stars all the time. I feel like the role makes, I think the character makes a lot of sense in yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah, he Pro. looks like Javert. Like he, fits. he doesn't sound like him. <laughs> no, no, no. looks like him. <laughs> no, no. Also, if you're talking about Aaron Tveit, hello. Aaron Tveit. Boyfriend. Yes. He could have used more songs, but I know it doesn't fit the character they gave him. Also, they gave us Eddie Redmayne, who's got the beautiful tone. People gave him a lot of crap over how he performed um, Empty Chairs, Empty Tables. But, like, there was so much emotion in his voice. I cry every time that one comes on. It's so, it's so good. Like, you know, like I said, everyone can say what they will for the casting, but it's a beautiful film. And the performances, because they perform them live, are just incredibly stunning because they're giving their best every take. I don't have beef with any of the casting, even down to Russell Crowe. I don't care that much. Who I would say not musically, but again, the role fits him. I I love the casting of this movie. 
It's and Eponine, so the girl who played Eponine, played her on one of the in one of the Broadway productions, yes, didn't she? Yes, that's right. Um, Samantha. She's got the tiniest waist, but the biggest boobs. <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> her yeah. proportions are so weird. But How does she have the smallest was just... waist? <laughs> and the kid who played Gav- Gavroche. Oh, um, was well, very and then good. he's in Into the Woods too. That's right, he is. Yeah. So I yeah, love that I, one. I loved it. That I one mean, goes I love with Les Into Mis, the Woods for me. So, I don't know why, but they yeah. go together. I I just love Les Mis, and so and I got to see it locally because uh, I, t- I took my grandmother to see it for her birthday because it's her favorite. You're the cutest. Um, and it's just it takes my breath away every time. And so the movie, obviously, it took my breath away, no matter what. Um, especially that that closing number. Oh, the scale is just the finale. Yeah. Amazing. It's just beautiful. Our collective uh, boyfriend one, Hugh again. Oh, <laughs> boyfriend, yeah, Hugh Jackman. Yes. Put him in all these musicals. I don't care. I that I saw before I go into my last one. I want to say the funniest thing I've ever seen is how people people talking about how Hugh Jackman is marketed to women versus how Hugh Jackman is oh, marketed to men. Yes, and it is the funniest thing because. <laughs> He like you see him marketed as like this beefcake Wolverine, all the men, but really, he just loves musicals. Yeah, he just he's wants one to sing of us. And dance. He is one of us, and he hates he hates how much he has to take care of his body. He just wants to sing and dance. <laughs> he's a, he's an amazing actor. He's triple threat. Incredible. Like he honestly, yep. I, I he's godly when it comes to acting and and i think that sometimes we don't appreciate him enough nope so he's he's stunning he's amazing he's honest to god i love hugh jackman um so i threw these two together again because they're almost the same thing but on different levels um when i was a kid i loved the matthew broderick music man that was aired on abc um i had it taped i talked about it all the time i thought he did a great job um, and I, I just, I love the music, man. Um, it's been a long time since I watched it, but I bought it on DVD and I keep meaning to watch it and then I don't, I thought it was a really fun, um, it was a made for TV production. So it's not like it's going to be like highest budget, whatever. And it was, uh, also, I think it was late nineties, early two thousands, but Matthew Broderick is a, is a sell and he's just got a lot of, he had a lot of energy. Um, and it, he made it very fun and he was believable as this like con artist, um, trying to sell musical instruments uh, to to the people of uh, you know River City. Um, I, I always like I like to say that in my head like you got trouble right, right here, here River, River City. City. <laughs> <laughs> that starts trouble. with a T and that rhymes with P and that stands for pool. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, my introduction to the Music Man was the original production yeah. back in the day. Um, <laughs> I have never even even seen the Matthew Broderick one. <gasps> you know it's what musical fun. I forgot. Wait, wait. Oh, she forgot another one. I'm sorry. It's the Cinderella Brandy with Whitney Houston. Yes. That was on television with Jason Alexander back in the day that was everything. Yes. Oh, the Like, the family members didn't make sense, but it was the best movie. It's Whoopi Goldberg, Victor Garber, their Asian son. (laughs) Their Asian son. (laughs) <laughs> iconic sorry i had to just throw that one in there because no those, it's fine okay but also those came out in the 90s so maybe the 90s was also animated but also these like live productions where they did they for did tv yeah yeah 
uh, Jason Alexander was in like half of them. Um, he, was, he was also he was in, in the um, production of my one of my other favorites that I can't remember the name of. Oh my gosh. Why can't I remember the name of it? It'll come to me. Keep going. Um, and more modern, but I'm in love with it, uh, was the Jesus Christ Superstar that was recently aired on NBC with <clears throat> John Legend. <laughs> John freaking and, Legend. And Sarah Bareilles. Um, I, I listen to the soundtrack all the time. Like, I wasn't the biggest, I didn't know a lot about Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, all I knew was the, the song jesus christ superstar um and so i watched that because i love me and my friend love john legend and so i was like i was really excited for it so i watched it on a whim and i was i watched it the next day i loved it so much that i just was like oh just nothing to do just gonna watch jesus christ (laughs) superstar again and uh, as soon as the soundtrack came out i downloaded it because i wanted to listen to all of it i mean everyone did such an amazing job um, the the cast was so good. Um, the way they staged it was amazing. The cameos were great. Um, and just the, the production of it was just so cool and so good. And I loved it. And I, congratulations again, John Legend. Uh, he won uh, for he won for being a producer at the Creative Emmys. And I think he's also up tonight for the real Emmys. But he already got EGOT. It doesn't matter. John. Legend. Dot. Was, legend. Dot. It was so good. That's it. Oh, this Everybody, is, if you haven't watched Jesus Christ Superstar from earlier this year, please watch it. It's very good. Jesus Christ Superstar is another one that I watched the original, like, 70s yeah. movie. <laughs> my, parents, my parents were obsessed with it. Okay, the movie yeah. I was trying to look up was Bye Bye Birdie. I oh, love the Birdie. 50s version, but it was also remade as a TV movie with Jason Alexander yeah. and I believe Always Vanessa Jason Williams. Alexander. I loved that movie so much both versions the old one has dick van dyke the new one has jason alexander mm-hmm. um so jason cinderella alexander. bye bye birdie those were like what was happening in the 90s with these and now we do these live musicals but back then it was the taped one so mm-hmm. andrea, yeah. give us your list well andrea you've been sitting there on your girl. phone so tell us what musicals Shannon and i have like? just been freaking out on that well episode. i've learned today andrea. that i have to watch so many musicals um, you and I, girl, we're doing it. I'm Just copy our list, and then you'll be good. Oh, for sure. <laughs> on Rouge. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ Superstar. I actually, the reason why I watched it was because I had to audition for a musical, and I chose one of the songs from Jesus Christ Superstar because my mom was like, you know, you can probably sing one of these songs, and I actually sang. Um, I don't know how to love him. I sung that song for my audition. Um, So that was pretty exciting. I'm sure you killed it just like Sarah did. I got a part. So that was pretty good. I got a part. A part. I I got a big part. I got a big part, which is really nice. Um, Mm -hmm. Didn't know I had pipes. Um, And then um, The Sound of Music was another one. They were putting on a musical and that's where I was like, okay, maybe I should give it a try. And I love the music. Um, It's so good. 
Um, we've talked about most of the the, mu- the musicals that I really enjoy. Anastasia is one that I've only seen in Spanish. And I know the songs in Spanish. Once Upon a December um, is one of my I favorite I love the Spanish songs. version of Journey to the Past. I love Journey to it the Past. It was on my soundtrack for some reason. I, I love Journey to the Past. Um one of the ones that I do have, two actually that I do have that weren't mentioned, um, were the Muppets. Um, the one with um, Amy Adams and uh, what's his name? Jason, uh, Jason Siegel. Yes, mm-hmm. I love it. Um, it's, it's so good. It's such an upbeat musical i it was really nice having all the muppets back together um it was really nice and then the other one is the producers um i love the producers producer um i really enjoyed john John barrowman though yes um (laughs) when i found out that was john barrowman i lost it yeah, again, I saw the original with Gene Wilder. That's like the one I was okay. raised on. So. I love Nathan Lane. He's so mm-hmm. funny. I don't know if you guys have seen The Birdcage. It's 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 <laughs> kind Robin of Williams. I love The Birdcage. It's it's such a bad but funny movie. Um with Robin Williams, um Hank Azaria, I think. Mm-hmm. He is hilarious. So funny as Agador. Um, I would recommend it. It's not for everyone, though. It's not a movie that would appeal to a lot of people. It's just one that I I really enjoy watching. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, the producers is one. I'm trying to look. There is a song in Beauty and the Beast in the live action one that is uh, I don't remember the name. Um, is it Evermore? Is uh, is it the Beast song Evermore? Was it in the musical, but not the movie, yes. or is it just it's, okay? Are you talking about um? Oh God! If, if I can't love her, no, no, it's if okay. Uh, I don't want to sing it. Don't do I don't. Oh, you're talking it. about the stage just production the versus you the movie. You don't have to sing it. Just um, say the words. But I don't deserve to lose my freedom in this way, you monster. It's in the. It's in the stage it's, production, not the movie. Okay. I am pretty saying? sure that it's in the one with Emma Watson. Oh, in the movie, not the not but the it's in the But it's in the musical. No, it's never in the um in the animated one. Um, is this home? Is this where I should learn to be happy? Um, never dream. Oh my gosh, it's gonna bother me. Oh. I mean, I think I know what oh. some, but I don't remember these being the lyrics to them. Oh. It's um, it's uh, it's the it. Oh my gosh! Day in the sun or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It is yeah. in the sun, isn't it? Yeah, days in the sun. That is one's it? so beautiful. It's such a nice song. I'm gonna confirm yeah. this. Days it's in the beautiful. sun. Yeah, um, days in the sun. It starts with him sun. singing to his mom. Da, 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 da. That one, right? No, yeah. no. Okay, then I don't know what you're thinking of, Andrea. Evermore was one that I had to listen to on repeat after, it's so good. after and after and after. I did a. I had to go get the chart and go play it on piano yeah. and like just get it into my it's, brain because it it's was called so good. Home. Oh yeah. In the movie, 
I, 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 I just said that I don't know if it's in the live action Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay. I think a little bit of it is, and that's why I appreciated the one with Emma Watson because it's one of the ones that's in the musical that it's not, and it's a beautiful song. Because um, it's Belle singing, she has made the choice for Papa, I will stay, but I don't deserve to lose my freedom in this way. And she's talking about how she's lost her freedom to this mm. monster. And it's such a nice song. Um, so I recommend for everyone to listen to it because that's one of my favorite Beauty and the Beast songs, but it's not in the Disney one. You're saying it's in the stage production. I think so then. It's I'm, not- I'm really going to have to watch the Beauty and the Beast live action one because I think that there's undertones of that song. And I really liked it for that reason. I want to know if we're ever going to get an un no it's from the like, stage production it's on the oh. track and my one of my friends friends susan egan is the one who sings it oh, oh there you go. yeah well then i love her <laughs> yeah she was I also the wanted- voice of megara in oh, uh, hercules oh, that's right yeah. megara i just know if we're ever gonna get an unedited version of um what's his name singing evermore I because know. they put the monster voice version on the soundtrack and there's I one love on youtube to josh groban but like yeah but is it edited to make it sound like he's saying it or is he I actually think it's singing it i think it's edited i can't i can't do that i want to hear him sing the song same Anyway, sorry, Andrew. I do love me since we got Dan since Evans. we looped back to Beauty and the Beast. I forgot that I had that like <laughs> anger about that. That I don't have that song in his actual voice. So sorry. Oh no. Um, that's, that's one it. thing about the Muppets <laughs> that I was so excited about when it came back on. I'm glad you mentioned that one. Is that is the love that Jason Siegel had for the Muppets to get because mm-hmm. he was the champion behind getting it made and his love for the Muppets, which is. Which you can see in Forgetting Sarah Marshall when he does the Dracula musical because he loves Mupp- he loves puppetry so much. He put that in Forgetting Sarah oh Marshall. And he loved the Muppets so much that he went to bat to bring the Muppets back to screen. And you can tell by watching that movie. And I'm glad you yeah. put it on your list because it's so precious the way he loves the Muppets so dearly. <laughs> I want someone to love me the way Jason Segel <laughs> loves, loves the Muppets. <laughs> Big dream, dream big, Shannon, dream big. I don't know why, but you just mentioned something about the count or like something along those lines. The Dracula movie. Yeah, Dracula. I don't, have you guys, this is so not musical based at all, but have you guys seen the count um, doing his number song in the bleeped version? No. Oh my God. It's so bad and it's so good oh, at no. the same time. I'm gonna have to show it to you guys because it's yes, so Yes, I'm gonna funny. need to see it with with the breaking free video, which I still have queued <laughs> yeah. up on my phone because it's incredible. Oh, Before it's so we any any other ones, final no, mentions. No, you guys mentioned there. a lot of the ones that I wanted to talk about. We've talked about a lot of movies. Get it all out, Andrea. Do, Do you it, have Andrea. Anything else to say? Do it. Tell us what else you have to say, Andrea. I got to go my own way. (laughs) You have to sing it. John Legend. Okay, one more thing before we do our wrap. I just got a text from my, from um, 
the one of my friends in California to go visit. And my niece and nephew both just auditioned today to be in the production school's production of Mamma Mia. And oh. all of their friends chickened out, but the two of them went and auditioned. So say That's so exciting. Send up some some prayers that they get roles Aww. because it's so appropriate while we're talking about musicals that they are auditioned tonight to be in Mamma Mia. I love Mamma Mia. And they're both such good little performers, and, and my niece Hadley is such a beautiful singer. Deegan is an amazing dancer, so they'd be so good in the show. So I yes. hope they get parts. <laughs> Tiny little, it's not a confession, but it's a little tag. So cute. That goes with the musical theme. <laughs> so is that it for a musical night? <laughs> I think that's it. I mean, I think we All can right. probably go longer, but... <laughs> Remember us, remember us fondly when you say goodbye. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my favorite. First, I, my brain went to Coco. Recuerdame. Yeah, I was thinking about saying it in Spanish, but I decided not to. It's okay. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> that's it for us, I think. So, do you have a favorite musical movie? Did we forget one? Did we go? Did we not go deep enough into your favorite musical movie? Send us your feedback. Uh, you can email us at fangirlconfessionalrandomchatter.com or just fgc at randomchatter.com if you don't got the time. Uh, you can also email the network at randomchatter at randomchatter.com. Uh, just yes, yeah, send us send us your emails. We no longer have a Twitter, but um, we we do we do like emails. Emails are fun. They're old school, so old school. And if you're so new school, school, you can find us online on the Twitter. Um, we do have a network Twitter channel, as you know. It is at Random Chatter, which is where you can find all of our hosts and all of our shows talking about whatever is happening that day. Um, individually, you can find us on Twitter. Also, I am at nerd in the city for about a month or so, uh, till the changeover happens, which I will let you guys know about. I'm in the middle of a rebrand. Um, so eventually I will not be nerd in the city, but as of today, I am Shannon. Where can we find you on the Twitter? On the Twitter, you can find me at shank And raw. You can Andra. 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 That's my new name now. Andra Day. Andra. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Cat Spares. That's K A T Z B E A R Z. You can also find Random Chatter on Instagram at Random Chatter. Um, Instagram is incidentally my favorite means of social media communication. So you can find me at Nerd in the City on Instagram as well. Do you guys like Instagram? What do you have going on? Yeah. I, I like Instagram. I post some stuff I'm here on and Instagram, there. Though. Shannon, <laughs> yours is the same, right? Shank Beasy? Mine's is the same. But Mine Andrea, yours is, is different. Yes, it's Andrea.crdm. There you go. Don't forget to check out randomchatter.com for all of our other podcasts. We've got a lot of other things going on across the network that we would love for you to check out. Um, we probably, if you like something, we're probably talking about it somewhere. You just might have to search it out. Um, but we've got Star Wars. We've got Marvel. We've got The Expanse. We've got Band of Brothers. We've got basically lots. There's a lot more than that. DC, um, Cape Crusaders, 
or Cape Chronicles, sorry. Um, Crusaders. Cape Crusaders. (laughs) Cape Chronicles. Just a lot of things um, going on on the network that we would love for you to take a listen to. So we also sometimes at the network need some assistance. Occasionally. Sometimes. (laughs) all the time need assistance uh for that we do have a network patreon uh the the lowest and most uh used donor amount is a dollar and for a dollar you can have access to our entire discord server currently anyone uh, has the ability to join our main lobby uh the channels for each of our shows on the network but like I said, if you become a $1 a month donor, you do have access to every single channel. We've got everything from Star Wars to collectibles to Westworld, The Expanse, everything except musicals. Um, <gasps> Fix it. Musical channel. Fix it, random chatter. Uh, Fix it. <laughs> Basically, we have a lot of channels, like so many that my tired brain could only think of like five, but we have like 80 or so. It's it's a huge thing. You can talk to the hosts. You can talk to other listeners. You can make new friends. Uh, so if if that interests you, uh, you can head to uh, our Patreon link. It is patreon.com slash random chatter. However, if Patreon's not your bag, if you can't financially support the the network right now that's okay we also super super appreciate people spreading the word about our show uh leaving reviews on itunes or leaving reviews on your platform of choice uh leaving us some stars if you don't want to write us a review just rating our show is helpful telling your friends what you like about the show what you like about listening to us uh finding other shows on the network that you like to listen to and telling your friends about them those support the network just as much as financial support, and we appreciate any and all support that our listeners are willing to give. So if if you want to support our Patreon, link again, patreon.com slash random chatter. If not, just spread the word. We'd super appreciate it, and you'd be the best. All right. So that about wraps it up for musicals. If you guys have anything to let us know, Be sure to check us out for the next time. See you later.